it's good to have a big reset like that in your life because it reminds you of why you do what you do. It's amazing when you hit rock bottom and you realize like I can survive this. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast, inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. This is the show where I interview business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers in East Idaho and learn their stories of challenges and triumphs. As a reminder, stay tuned after the interview to hear today's business leadership moment. Today, I have an amazing businesswoman here to talk about her family business that was started right here in East Idaho and is making waves all over the world, and pun is intended there, by the way. Uh, welcome, Kirsten Settlemeyer Landers from Davinia Water. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you, Renee. I appreciate your time and, and being on this podcast to talk to you more about what we do, I'm really excited to, to tell you more. Yeah, so that is why I'm here. I've been anxiously waiting because I'm excited to learn about Divinia Water, mm -hmm. your family's journey to get here. Mm -hmm. Why water? Tell us all about it. Sure. Uh, yeah, the, the whole water thing was actually happenstance. Uh, we didn't set out to purify water or even come up with water purification technology. Uh, my dad always has and will always be um, an inventor, entrepreneur. Um, you know, I've, he's never in my, the entirety of my life, um, almost 35 years, he's, he's never really worked for anybody. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of freedom associated with that and privilege, you know, to have parents that forge their own way to some respect. Um, so that being said, he... Um, came up with this technology and um, we wanted to see how it acted on materials and we thought water was the most malleable or easiest to, to use. Um, and so that's just where we started to actually see what this technology can do because, um, well, it's just so pioneering um, and without getting too scientific, um, you know, it, it does some pretty substantial um, and incredible things on a molecular level to any material that it's introduced to. But with water in particular, it, it's done some amazing, beneficial, healthful, um, almost therapeutic um, things to it so that people derive a lot of benefits, functional benefits from the water. Um, and really it started, gosh, early 2000s. Um, we, my dad, thought, well, you know, my wife always wants to drink bottled water um, and I'm sick of the money she's paying for bottled yeah, water, right, ironically right. enough. <laughs> so he thought, well, let's, you know, let's just start purifying the water with this technology I came up with. Um, it's a great thing to do because he wanted to be able to distill water without the water actually touching the heating element. So that's first and foremost, one of the major differences is that this water is very pure, um, even from the very um, early stages in development of this technology. It was just really important to us that whatever it yielded by way of water was just very clean. So what happens in that distilling process if it touches heat? Does something to the properties of the water happen that cause it to not be as pure? Yeah, so typically in a in regular quote-unquote distillation unit, um, there's a, a probe or a heating element that the water is heated by. And so it's, it's that 
that heating element that touches the water directly oh, to heat I it see. up. Oh, I the element itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what he did was he actually um, came up with a, a chamber or a vessel that sits on top of, um, basically it's an electromagnetic wave and, um, and that's what heats the water. Um, and that way the water itself isn't touching the heating yeah, element. Yeah, I see. It's I staying see. within that, that glass vessel. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, anyway, one thing led to another and I, you know, I'm obviously abridging this whole thing <laughs> quite a bit. Because that was from 2000. <laughs> yeah, yes. that was 2000. Yes. Um, I mean, fr anywhere from early 2000s on up to 2008, 2009, it was all research and development. Wow. Taking the water and the technology to Arizona State University, Penn State University, Loyola Marymount University, which was where I attended school um, in entrepreneurship. Um, any universities really that would would allow us to to test the water and, and see what makes it so different or how different the water is um, you know we we took our product to all sorts of places to have it tested and, and to verify that this water has very unique properties associated with it so so uh, you know how did your parents live during the years from 2000 to 2009 research and development <laughs> did you have did they have supporters people who were investing in it believed in the technology so um you know going back to my um, earlier comment about my dad he invented the predecessor to high definition television back in the 80s oh, okay um and he was basically the first person to do digital display boards in arenas as we really know them today. Yeah, those are a big thing. Yeah, yeah, and he did really well. His company did really well in, in Denver. Um, and he was, you know, at this point my age and um, had so a you $30 guys million dollar living, company. Oh, you weren't living in Idle Falls at that, at that point in East Idaho? Yeah, we. so I was born in Denver, born in, and lived in Denver till I was about seven or eight. Uh -huh. And then we moved to Phoenix I grew up um, in Phoenix for the better part of 20 years, went to school in Los Angeles, and then we wound up here. So you've been a few places. Yeah, <laughs> mostly was obviously mostly West Coast, Yeah, all over the West Coast. But he had a lot of success with that business, so that kind of set him up so he could exactly. have this opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. So he invented a digital projector, um, sold the rights to that projector, his patent rights, um, worked with some amazing lawyers, and um, anyway, wound up making you know a few million dollars off of the yeah. deal mm -hmm. so they were semi-retired and it really was not expected yeah because he was not probably not really old enough to be retired yeah no yeah he, yeah he was like you know um early what am i gonna 50s. do now yeah. yeah and so he thought well you know we we had a house in arizona um their days consisted of swimming in the pool with our dogs and yeah my brother good. and i were in college and yeah so they were kind of living the the high life as empty nesters and and um yeah so then Fast forward, uh, you know, early 2000s to, you know, the, the 2007, 2008 period. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the stock market, <laughs> well, yeah, it didn't crash, but it was yeah. obviously not yeah, fortified. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was the recession just really put a, a dent in um, the, the Arizona market. And we essentially lost our home because we leveraged our home to finance the technology. Right, right. So we wound up just packing stuff up in trailers and um, moving up to Idaho Falls because we had family here that was 
allowing us to live with them in a double wide trailer. You were essentially <laughs> homeless. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, it's, um, it's good to have a big reset like that in your life um, because it reminds you of why you do what you do. Um, and it, it's amazing when you hit rock bottom and you realize, like, I can survive this. Yeah. It's, right. it's uh, you know, to spare any terrible words. It's crap. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, And is that how your dad, you, you think your parents kind of saw that for what it was? I mean, how was their attitude uh-huh. through this? They thought they, I mean, I assume if this were me, I would have felt like I've got it. I'm set. I'm going to oh, be yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's silly thinking back um, the lifestyle we led because I was attending a very good private university um, with celebrities and celebrities' kids and... Um, my parents were fine and everything was fine and generally copacetic. And yeah. so I just thought like, this is, this is how life is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and at that point when I was graduating college, the the technology and the water really wasn't something that was at the forefront of our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we were kind of working on it, but it, I mean, we, yeah, we thought we were, I thought I was going to, um, I don't know, work for some firm or find some startup where we make millions of dollars a year, you know, <laughs> right, right. Cause it's mm-hmm. California and those things yeah, I went to actually with, happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to school with the, one of the, um, earliest employees of Tom's shoes. And oh, I yeah. remember he stood in front of the class and he was telling us, so, um, I might work for a company where we get shoes and sell these shoes and, um, and match those shoes and donations. And everyone's like, wow, that's so, so novel. Good. What a yeah. great idea. <laughs> thinking back, you know, it's just like amazing. My professor, he was offered the opportunity to invest in Pinkberry. I don't know if you know what that yeah. is, like the frozen. Yeah. Um, you know, so those sort of things and those kinds of conversations were occurring around me all the time. And so I just thought I'll stumble on something that is an opportunity because it's, it's so readily available obviously yeah and then here this reality check yeah yeah Yeah. and i think it was a reality check for a lot of people but unfortunately we were and fortunately you know we were one of the the families caught up in it yeah um but so you're in idaho in a double wide yeah yeah (laughs) and dogs and you know i think there's like six adults and two kids wow it was yeah it was crazy it was crazy but now, did you grad? Had you graduated from college? Yep, yep. I graduated at this point. Um, I graduated in in two thousand eight. Okay. And what was your degree in? Um, entrepreneurship. Okay. Yeah. So it was right up your alley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happened when you guys got here? Um, you, I had to. We all had to find jobs. Um, you know, to keep ourselves afloat. And um, conversations were still happening with people that were potentially interested in licensing the technology or investing in the technology. And we saw that interest um, snowballing, but you know, it was at a snowballing at a glacial speed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, because um, as an entrepreneur, I think you want things to happen yesterday. And um, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a practice in patience when you have to um, learn to start building these relationships bridging these relationships, but they do, they take time sometimes, most of the time to percolate. Right. And I imagine this particular technology, Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes some, 
like people to be really invested in it's water and yeah. I don't mean to be saying that you know that's so simple because this obvious this product isn't simple but mm -hmm. was that kind of a difficult technology to sell to people it is because um, and I guess in some ways we're used to that because um, again hearkening back to what I, I've learned from my father he's always he's always seen things and has always put um, um, everything behind technology that's so new and so pioneering that people don't know what to do with it. Yeah, so he's lived this life before. How yeah. to convince people and yes. bring them along. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, when I was eight years old, I remember him coming home one day saying, guess what, we're going to hang TVs on the wall like like pictures, like, like picture what? frames. Yeah. <laughs> They're huge. They take up half the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, and we're like, how could they be that flat and that light? You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. So, you know, I think back on conversations and, and people we've come across and and things I've learned over time. And, um, you know, I take it as a compliment in a lot of ways when we have something that people don't always understand because there's obviously having something cutting edge um, and people can't duplicate it or replicate it gives us, you know, a, a really big competitive edge overall in, in whatever market we're trying to enter into. Right. So is that what kind of helped you all from being discouraged during this time? Because I think typical people would be like, you know, this is it. You yeah. Know, a sign from whoever that yeah. we're done. <laughs> like, what is it that helped you guys get over that? Um, you know, I, when we, before we had left Phoenix, there was people that started drinking the water, um, friends and family, and they were, they were reporting to us um, a market improvement on their, their health. Hmm. Um, and so just knowing that we have something that could potentially help people, um, if not the people we know directly, but even people indirectly as they share it with their family and friends, um, we were encouraged by what we had. Yeah. Um, and so that and, you know, having all the scientific research and development, the years that we put into that um, at all these these amazing world class universities um, really bolstered the fact that this is something different. And now it's just a matter of time. Yeah, it was just this little bump. You guys yeah. were going to get over it. Yeah. And then, uh -huh. Just don't know when. Yeah. You know, it yeah. could be months or it could be years. But um, tenacity is um, an amazing thing to tap into, um, especially when you wake up every day believing in what you do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it's, it's what fuels, it's, and I feel like that's so trite and, and so new agey in this day, day and age of, um, you know, Ted talks and everything, but it's true. And, and when you, when you reach deep down and find what makes you happy, what motivates you, what gets you out of bed, what, allows you to face um, the enemy, the faceless enemy, whoever that might be. Yeah, whatever it is, self-doubt or yeah. whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, naysayers or, yeah, self-doubt. Um, you know, then you feel like you can overcome a lot because you're realizing that you can have a, a positive impact on the world and, and maybe something indelible. Maybe you're leaving your DNA behind somehow yeah. <laughs> to carry on. Um, and so, you know, my husband always jokes that we have two kids, we have our daughter and we have this business <laughs> and, you know, the, the business as we know it now is roughly the same age as our daughter. Um, and so in some ways there's a lot of parallels through their, their growth, um, which is how old? Three years. Three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is kind of funny to be able to 
like you said, make those parallels between mm-hmm. the business and your daughter. That's yeah. great. <laughs> well, you know, you'll just see it progress just like she is. Exactly. And and, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, we, yeah, my husband tells people we're potty training a business and we're potty training our daughter, <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, it's be patient. Yeah. It, it will yeah. get better. Yes. And consistent. I definitely learned the benefits of consistency. Uh, yes. In so many ways. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's a really good lesson. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about those testimonials from individuals who are consuming your water and mm-hmm. seeing the health benefits, because I think that's very interesting. What is it about the product that, that helps people to be more well um you know and i am not a medical professional but um well and there is no but i'm not a medical professional <laughs> however you know i've been doing this for almost half my life and i've attended conferences held by nobel laureates and leading material scientists and um, scientists in, in the field of water and i've been able to absorb a lot of information and um, you know, put together in my mind why I think this is really beneficial. And in this day and age, um, you know, it's dawned on me, we live in a, an entirely polluted world. The air we breathe, the ground we walk on, the rain that falls from the sky, everything is polluted. Um, in fact, there is a BBC article from just a few years ago um, that talked about research and that there is no unpolluted source of water in the world Hmm. anymore. No matter how deep or how far you go, um, at some point um, you'll come across polluted water. And and I think that's kind of what got the wheels going for me because if we we can't even give ourselves or give our bodies a break, um, when can we and how can we? And... and, um, I think a lot of the health comes from the simple fact that this water is so pure. Um, and I know for a fact in the industry that no one's going to this level or to this, um, this standard, high standard of water purification. And, you know, I have a few reasons, one of those being the bottom line. I have a three-year-old, so. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, and I, I do, I think it's about, I think the reason why a lot of companies aren't going to this extent is because of their bottom line. It does, it costs time and it costs a lot of money to purify water and to put it in glass. And yeah. I think it's a lot easier for a lot of companies to either maintain their stronghold on the market or even enter the market with minimally purified water with a sexy story put in plastic shipped around the world. Right. And that just irritates us beyond beyond anything because, um, you know, it's almost 2020, we should be driving flying cars or smart cars that are fueled by the sun or solar energy. Um, and we should be able to have a reliable, clean source of food and water Mm -hmm. and we don't. And, um, and so at any rate, um, you know, I, I do, I think the purity is one part of it. Um, and another part of it is, is, um, when this water goes through that, chamber I was telling you about earlier or that vessel Um, and it's essentially being exposed to electromagnetic field and now it's very healthy it's not we've we've had um, an internal review board for a medical um, clinical study to be done Mm -hmm. and so they've they've checked and double checked um, the the qualities of this water and the safety and it's very safe for people to consume 
Um, and so um, at any rate, if you microwave your food, you're actually doing more damage to your food than what we even expose this water to. So um, all that being said, um, it, it, puts, it puts energy into the molecular structure of the water. So um, hydrogen and oxygen are, are basically connected by an energetic bond. And that bond, you know, is obviously, um, you can't see it, um, but it's there because of their atomic structure and um, the protons and electrons they share. Um, and so when we put more energy into that molecular structure, it makes the oxygen and hydrogen break apart easier. Um, so people may even call this water structured water. That's another word for it. Mm -hmm. um, or clustered water is another name that is often associated with water like this. Um, and so when you drink it, your body is able to break apart the oxygen and hydrogen much faster, much Got more it. readily. Got it. So um, hydrogen is an incredibly important uh, molecule to have for our normal functions, bodily functions. And so when you can drink water and have free hydrogen and oxygen for your body to absorb so readily, because um, there's no pollutants attached to it, there's no additives for, um, for better hydration that other companies, you know, tout via <laughs> salt or um, um, electrolytes or, you know, whatever right, else, right. minerals. Right. All that is so unnecessary. Because the water can give it to us just in it yeah. if we can absorb it. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so this breaks apart easier. We call it um, bioavailable oxygen and hydrogen. Um, and so um, having, having that for your body can do wonders um, because, you know, it, hydrogen in particular um, has been scientifically found to regulate your temperature and, and help with kidney function and organ function. I mean, I could go on. And it on. makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. Now you're this water and, and I don't know, you know, I mean, obviously because it's being consumed, it has mm -hmm. to be approved by the FDA. Is that true? Um, so this water, we don't make any medical claims. So on our label and on our website, everything you'll find is um, scientific claims. Got it. And those are all claims substantiated through our independent research at seven universities um, so and I do I get that question a lot you know this water has health benefits so what about the FDA um, and we're just we're, we're classified as a bottled water company and our process is classified as distilled Got it. Um, and really what we do is we talk about the science behind it and let customers read between the lines. Mm -hmm. um, and then a and lot experience of people, it. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they share that with their friends and family and they're obviously free to do so. Now, I think maybe I read somewhere that this has actually won awards. You've, have you won awards? Is we, that correct? Yep. We, the very first year that we were officially in business, we had incorporated, um, we sent the water to the Berkeley Springs international water tasting. And um, it's the oldest um, and um, most popular wine or wine tasting. Yeah. Well, it's kind of so, like that, but it just is. <laughs> obviously we know where my mind is. Uh, water tasting in the country, and so this the year that we'd entered was the first year that they had opened up a purified water category. Got it. So we'd submitted, and through a double blind taste test, we placed. Um, second, so we won silver. Yeah. Great. The only reason we didn't get first is because um, there was no aftertaste. 
which I think is funny. And people want an aftertaste. I guess so. I guess huh? these people were trained. Um, you know, typically they drink mineral water. Oh, yeah. Um, and so There's they, definitely an they, aftertaste yes. with that. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And, you know, and that's part of the mystique, I guess, um, when you taste waters from around the world. Um, but we just didn't carry an aftertaste. And it's so funny because these judges were told to look for that. But when you, when you talk to the average consumer... They're not, they're like, they don't want that. They give us a funny look. They're like, really? <laughs> like, then I think you should have gotten first. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so, exciting. Yeah. So that kind of validated what you guys were doing yep. and, and yeah. taste, obviously. So important for a consumable item, yeah. you know, um, people love it. And, um, and yeah, I, th I do. I think it's because they, their bodies are telling them finally good, clean water, pure water, you know, and it's refreshing to have that on so many levels. Yeah, I really encourage the viewers to go to the website because there's definitely some testimonials and things there that mm -hmm. kind of help help you understand about how it has changed people's lives. Um, I watched the video of the gentleman who had cancer of his in his mouth, oh, of yeah. his tongue, and how just this particular type of water allowed him to drink again because yeah. it didn't leave this sticky yeah. whatever. It, yeah. it was amazing to me. He and his wife comes in and they still buy at least three gallons a week. Yeah, that's great. So, um, and, and yeah, it's, water is a funny thing. It's so often overlooked, but it's so necessary to how we live and how healthily we can live. It's so fundamental. And we all know that. Yeah. But take for granted the fact that, you know, you can just have a whatever kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We turn on the tap and, and we expect it to, to. Um, Give us everything we need. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so tell me, I understand that Divinity Water is a growing company. Like you said, this is uh -huh. your three-year-old, your toddler that's yep, growing yep. up. So um, I may have seen somewhere or read that, that it's seeing, you know, you have month after month growth. Mm -hmm. Is that true? So mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about the growth and where you kind of think this is going to go. Uh, yeah, we, each year we've been growing, but um, as of 2018, summer of 2018, we've been growing um, at least 20% month over month. Yeah, that's great. Um, and um, last year overall, we wound up um, approximately 200% over 2017. Great. Um, and so, um, you know, that's due in part mainly to the fact that, well, I mean, we, we build our technology in-house. All of our purifiers are in-house. Uh -huh. You built them yourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you know, we, we tried finding some other places to have them built, but they just could not build it to the specs that we needed it to. Yeah. And, you know, we have high standards. Um, and has it, with a growing business, you can only allot so much money to a sunk cost before you're going, okay, like, obviously this isn't going somewhere. Um, and so some of the, the firms we had to build our technology just didn't come through. So. At any rate, we are building everything in-house. Mm -hmm. um, and so that takes time and um, it takes finding the right employees to do that. And um, so we've continued adding and growing our, our capacity. Yeah. And so, but we're constantly sold out, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but we want to build a reputation of being reliable and, and timely in our deliveries. Yeah. So, you know, it's really important to us that we up. So who's capacity. consuming your water? Is it just local or are you shipping all over the nation? Oh God, what yeah. does this look like? We, I mean, we ship all over the world. Okay. Um, in fact, I'm shipping um, four cases, 96 bottles to Dubai for some wow. royal tigers. 
Um, there's trainers there that, that want it for their tigers. You, literally for the tigers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's gone to Singapore for an opera singer who, um, you know, it's helped him uh, hydrate his body and what he feels made him a, a better opera singer. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've sent it, we send it to Australia, um, Canada, China, South America, Mexico. I mean, it's gone everywhere. And now I understand locally, we actually, you actually have it in some like Burlam's in Ammon. Is that true? Yep. And where else are are you selling it locally? Um, Love at First Bite. Okay. Derailed, um, Persnickety Lemon. Uh, We have it up at uh, Rip Nutrition. Um, and then we're selling it as well in Jackson Hole Grocers. Okay. And um, and then we're we picked up another distributor for Arizona last week, so we have distributors now officially um, here, Utah, Arizona, and California. But it's all manufactured, created here. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. So that you're becoming a distribution. You're like everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we we bottle here. We don't use co-packers. Um, we ship here, we do the sales from here, we bottle from, I mean, we do everything from A to Z is all done Yeah, it's here. pretty amazing. How many yeah. employees does Dominia have? Uh, we have, let's see, there's the four of us, eight, nine? There's nine employees. Yeah, so that's a lot for nine employees. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so having automated equipment really helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so do you have to replace this technology? Once you build it, mm-hmm. is it good for... Like, what's the life on? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, we still have our first generation okay. units. Yeah, that's so good. So we still, and, and that's awesome because we are able to build off of those to uh-huh. continue growing our, our throughput. Um, but, you know, we want to go back and, and make those more efficient at some point when we have time. Now, let me just show the listeners if they haven't had an opportunity to have any of this. This is bottled in actual glass bottles. Yep. You don't use plastic. No. And that's because also because of the plastic properties or a wire you guys use. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, in, in all water um, is known chemically as um, a solvent. It's known as the universal solvent. And... Um, water given any type of water will break down down. Mm -hmm. over time. Okay. Sorry for my (laughs) three-year-old. It's okay. It's going to add. I love it. Yes. That's great. (laughs) Um, so it's, it's maintaining a quality and, and just achieving that standard that we've set for ourselves. And that's just never deviating or um, compromising. Yeah, yeah, it's just that next. Yeah, that next level. Keeping it at that next level. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. and you know, with all the news of microplastics, we just, and again, my dad being, having the foresight from the very get-go, um, even doing this uh, 10 years ago, we put it in glass mason jars. We just refused really, to yeah. put it in plastic. Yeah. Um, and so, it's funny now, I read last week that Tropicana is going to be putting orange juice in glass. Oh, really? Again, because there's just such a pushback for it sure, plastic consumption. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's one of those things that is signifies, I think we're on the right path. We're well, and doesn't right everything path. come back around? Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Good job not deviating from that. <laughs> so talk a little bit about that. I think a lot of us, um, obviously my husband and I's business is a family business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always fun. It is fun working with family, but sure. not always fun working with family. So yeah. how has that been working with family, working for your parents? Yeah. 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 It's, um, well, you know, you, 
you go into work knowing that you have people that have your back yeah and you have theirs um and and common skin in the game yeah, as they say yeah mm -hmm. and we're doing it for each other and because of each other and um and even having you know my daughter here yeah it's just another it's just another benefit of working together as a family you know i couldn't i couldn't bring her with me generally to most offices if right. i was working for anybody else right it's so, pretty amazing that's it awesome is. That you yeah can do it. and we're happy that she's part of the show today yes. so thanks <laughs> Um, so, you know, I think you've been on quite the journey. Certainly you have experienced a lot with your parents. What advice would you give to an individual considering self-employment or what's the best advice that you guys have gotten that maybe you're still using? Um, you know, ironically enough, I think the best way to know how to run a business for yourself is to work for other people. Uh -huh. uh, here in town, when I needed, you know, I, I was really looking for a great place to work. Um, signature party rental was one place I worked for a few years actually and um, I had fun because it was family owned um, it wasn't corporate they kind of let me um, kind of carve out my niche there which was pretty neat um, but I got to witness firsthand you know a, a pretty successful family-owned business run itself and um, and so there's actually a lot of things I learned from from there um, that I've gotten to bring into this into this experience. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a designer or a um, digital designer by any means, but um, you know I learned from my boss there how to design logos and um, and and do social media and. Um, you know, all sorts of things that you don't think about needing until you are thrown to the sharks right. and you're going, okay, I need to swim. What are the tools that are going to help me achieve X, Y, and Z? Um, you know, I, I, I went to business school, I went to school for entrepreneurship, but it's not until you're actually doing it yourself that you really start to, to understand and, and start to grasp really what you need to know now and, and right now to achieve immediate results. Um, you know, sales or um, research and development, whatever, you know, you're looking to immediately achieve at this particular point in time. But um, yeah, I, I loved it. It was, it was a good. Learned a lot from yeah. seeing them and how they did their business. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think many of us, especially in family business, really think about leaving Sure. Going to do something else and then coming back. Yeah. We had that same opportunity, which was the best thing that ever happened to us. Oh, really? Yes. My husband worked outside the business for 14 years. Oh, my god! And then came back. Um, but, you know, I think that I do think that we underestimate how much we can learn from mm -hmm. other people. And even if you don't have an opportunity to necessarily go work for someone, find a mentor outside. Or yeah. do something. Bring in a whole other uh, um, set of eyes. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And... and um, I mean, it could even be pick up a new hobby or do something that um, you've always wanted to do. I mean, do something that that maybe forces a new perspective or brings fresh eyes to what you're doing because it can it can get monotonous. And doing this for um, you know 16, 17 years, um, there is days where you know I won't lie, I get up and I'm going, oh boy, you know, I have <laughs> I've to. done this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because I feel like we do this because it is so exciting and most of the time it is. But uh, like every other nine to five job, you've got to get up and put your pants on one leg at a time and uh, go out to the car where it's freezing cold and and drive to work and come in and there's phone calls waiting for you and there's people that want answers from you. And it's, 
Um, and so, yeah, it does. It helps to have some sort of experience even outside of the realm of what you're so used to. Yeah, it's good advice. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I, I think that was probably the best thing. And um, Well, and to be a lifelong learner in whatever way that is, yeah. whether it's podcasts, obviously. Yeah. I, I'm oh, yeah. kind of favor yeah. that, but, you know, there's sure. so much for us to learn. Yeah, there is. And you just have to be open to it. Yeah. So along that line, do you have any books or anything that you would recommend for listeners? Anything that inspired you that maybe you could oh. pass on to us? So the, the story that I would recommend, if you haven't read it, would be The Diary of Anne Frank. Um, her fresh perspective in, in such a terrible and, and dark time, you know, is to see the eyes or see the world through the eyes of a, of a young, optimistic girl. Yeah. Um, incredible. And, and again, going back to tenacity, um, you know, she was, she was talking about movies and books and boys and um, <laughs> these things, these horrific atrocities were happening, happening in her hometown. Um, and yet she, she still looked upward. And I just find that so incredibly inspiring. Yeah, inspiring. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. What a great a recommendation. Thank you. Oh, well, I love thank it. you. Because usually, you know, we're like, oh, here's all these leadership books that you should read. <laughs> I think that we can learn a lot from that. Um, yeah, they're just all very moving. And like yeah. you said, how did they... How do, I mean, certainly you've been through trials. Yeah. Um, this gives you perspective. Like, well, and, and theirs is life and death. And um, it's funny, entrepreneurship, and so I don't know if, if you feel like this, but um, your, your fight or flight uh, reflexes do get um, stimulated quite often. Yeah. Um, because there's mornings where you come in and you're going, okay, like... We have to make some money. Yes. I have to feed my, yes. child, my child. Yes, yeah. yes, because... I'm not relying on anyone else to do it. It's all on our volition. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've ever seen that um, that chart, but it says a day in a life of an entrepreneur and it's an up and down uh, graph. And, the, and at the peaks, they're going, yay, we can do this. This is great. And then their lows are going, what are we doing? And yeah. the, okay, look, we made it. And then the, the valley again is, oh, what are we doing? This is terrible. We're not going to make it, you know? And, yeah. and it is, it's, some days are a bit of a, a roller coaster, but um, yeah, I mean, find literature, find people that um, you can bring relate it to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like you have that with your family. And oh, yeah. You guys are all a great support. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Kirsten, tell me, is there anything that you would like to share with the listeners why you got us? Oh, anything gosh. more that we haven't talked about? Uh, yeah, you know, um, our biggest, our biggest thing, and and one of the the leading missions of this company is um, to create something that's um, better for, for people and for the world, you know, and, and the main thrust, you know, that I could offer at this point in the conversation is please know what you're drinking, know what you're eating, um, understand what the environment you're in, um, understand that, that, um, you know, tap water may not always be the most reliable source for, for clean water. We, offer um, resources here, you know, if anyone has any questions, but EWG is a great website. It's called Environmental Working Group. Um, you can go on and put on, put in your zip code and actually see what is in your tap water. Oh, wow. Um, and so even if, even if you're okay with drinking tap water, you know, and, and most people are, a lot of people are. Just be educated. Just know, mm -hmm. you know, just understand that, okay, when I'm turning on the faucet and I'm putting this into my glass, this is what I'm going to be drinking. Um, and same with food, turn the label and, and look at the label. And, um, you know, if there's 
ingredients that you don't know or can't pronounce, look that up. Mm -hmm. um, because over time, these sort of things can build up and have long-term uh, ratifications for our, yeah. ourselves, our bodies, and um, our families as we feed our families. So, Well, and we, I think generally as a population, we take that stuff for granted. So it's so nice that there's more um, awareness around it and that we can be smarter in the things that we're consuming. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the smartphones can be a pain, but um, it's nice to, to have that in your hand while you're standing at the grocery store reading the back of a label and going, okay, you know, what is this new ingredient? Yeah. Um, or what is this product? I, you know, and, and educate yourselves. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing that I can. And we're not invincible. You know, we yeah. want to believe we are, but we got to take care of ourselves. <laughs> Especially the business owner. <laughs> yeah, right. For sure. Well, Kirsten, thank you so much for your time today and for educating thank us you. about what we should be considering as we're taking that drink of water and other things. Thank you also for the story of your family and for the example of perseverance and believing in your vision and having passion for your dreams. It's very inspiring. And I know it will help many of us in our business journey and in our lives in general. So such a great message. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. As a reminder, this show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair located in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. If you're looking for honesty and integrity in automotive repair, along with top-notch customer service, there's only one place to go. So come and see us and let our family take care of your family. And don't go anywhere. Keep listening to learn tips and tactics that will help you lead your business to success in our business leadership moment. And we'll see you next time. It's now time for a business leadership moment on East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another business leadership moment. Today's content was originally shared at RiseCon, which is an East Idaho business conference held every November. And if you're interested in finding out more about RiseCon or their monthly executive event called RiseX, please see their website at www.idahorisecon.com. And don't forget to spell RISE with a Z so you can find it and learn about all the exciting things that they're doing. This particular presenter is McKay Christensen. Now, I've used some of his content in a previous show, but he has so much great information that I couldn't help but use a little bit more. And just as a reminder, McKay Christensen is the president of Malaluka. So, let me set this up just a little bit. McKay had been talking about focused, a focused way to win, how to really, when we do something consistently, it's our zone of genius and it can produce amazing results. How when we center ourselves and we are wholehearted in, in our focus, how we can really accomplish great things. So he had just told the audience to write down the thing they hated the most about their job and given us an opportunity to write it down. And then he said, what's the one thing that you love the most about your job? And so that's how he had set this up. And that's the intro to what you're going to hear. So I hope that you guys can learn a little bit more about a focused way to win and take it away, McKay. Now, take it back. Take a look at what you've just written on that piece of paper. And here's the secret. Focus only on what you love. Forget entirely what you hate. It is a powerful principle. I'll give you a simple example. My son, through his high school and the beginning of college years, we had a very strained relationship. I hated several things about him, him his behavior. Didn't like him at all. He wasn't a hard worker. He wouldn't sacrifice to get things done. I thought he wasn't serious 
enough about what he was doing. And every time I talked to him, I could tell the way I felt was showing on my face and shining through in our relationship. And soon he would avoid me. And it was obvious that there was this huge rift between us. Someone taught me this principle to focus only on what you love. And I made a decision. I would only, and I said, what do I love about him? I love his smile. I love his la- way he makes people laugh. I love his creativity. And I made a list of those things. And I made a firm decision. Not only would I love him for those things, but I would love those things. And I would forget entirely the things that I hated in his behavior. It wasn't easy at first. It took a lot of effort. But I will tell you what. You would be amazed at the change in him because of the change in me. He could read in my demeanor, in my language, in my tone, exactly how I felt about him. The authenticity of it came through. And he began to change. Today he's one of the hardest workers that I know. Successful in his career. I would have never predicted that I told my wife, we're going to have to support him for the rest of our life. I know we are. Because I decided to focus on what I loved. It is a powerful concept For those of you who are trying to lead a business, trying to change employees, trying to get a new culture or different behavior, in those that you lead, focus on what you love. That doesn't mean you ignorantly avoid giving coaching. But in your day-to-day, forget the rest and focus on what you love. It is a powerful leadership concept that will change. It will change you if you focus on what you love in your current job. And this ability to focus, a focused way to win, will change your perspective. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com